Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. We've been going through the series called Overcome, and we've been learning from the story of Jacob. I hope this has been a great encouragement for you because Jacob was not so different from us. He was not a super holy person, as we saw that he uh, he was a liar. He cheated his brother two times, and uh, it looks like, it, at least to me, there's nothing really I can learn from him or his lifestyle. However, God met him, and God gradually changed. Jacob and God even blessed Jacob and his descendants, as we could see uh, in today's story. And today we're going to uh, continue this ser- series, the Overcomer Overcome series, to learn more about Jacob's story, and we can see how God changes our time and from wasted time to invested time for God's kingdom and for God's glory. So let's jump into uh, today's passage, which is uh, Genesis chapter 29, verse 20. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. So let me give you some context of this story. You know, Jacob run, ran away from his own brother and he uh, escaped. He left his home and he was on the way to Laban, who, who is um, Jacob's uncle. And uh, he was heading toward his home. But on the way, uh, as we saw in the, as we learned from last week, uh, he met God on the way. And then even though there was the wilderness and there was nothing there, but uh, Jacob called that place Bethel meaning house of God, because that's where God met Jacob. And the stone pillow that Jacob was laying on became a stone of pillar to worship the Lord. God gave a wonderful promise. It's a very similar promise that God gave to Abraham. So uh, Jacob received the God's promise right there, and he worshiped God there. So what a wonderful wonderful scene that we saw last week. However, now he really started this new chapter of his life at Laban, his uncle's home. But when you think about what God would uh, do to Jacob when uh, Jacob received the promise, maybe God would bless him in a mighty way right away. Okay, so that is something that we would love to expect. And I think uh, Jacob would expect that God would bless him right away. But if we look at the story here today, it looks like um, it's not really that. Because Jacob served Laban for many, many years. Now, Jacob fell in love with Rachel. Well, technically, Rachel was his cousin because Rachel was Uncle Laban's daughter. However, Jacob loved Rachel so much, and to receive, uh, to get Rachel as his wife, there was a condition from Laban. And Laban, um, Jacob said, "I will serve for you seven years to have Rachel as my wife." And Laban said, "Okay, sure, definitely." So that's the deal. And then Jacob served. Laban, he worked very hard for Laban for seven years. It's so hard. Uh, but because of his love for Rachel, it was just like a few days. Well, can you 
Have you had this type of experience? You love someone and you work for that person and every day when you go to work, it, it's like a really dreamy day and uh, you enjoy your work, not because the work is fun, but because of your love for the person, your work seems to be nothing to you. Have you experienced that? Now, Jacob was in that mood. So seven years passed so quickly. However, the problem happened because Laban gave Leah instead of Rachel, Leah was Rachel's sister, older sister. So Jacob was cheated by Laban, just like he cheated his own brother. So a lie uh, begets another lie. So we should not lie to other people. But anyway, that was Jacob was going through. And he was so shocked that Rachel was not right next to him, but another person was uh, right next to him. So he must be angry, right? He must be upset. But he served another seven, seven years for Laban and then after that he served another six years so all together 20 years not 20 days but 20 years uh, Jacob served with Laban now let me stop here just for a moment I mean you might think like oh this is totally wasted I mean, Jacob could have thought that way. You know, God gave me the promise and I even call that place Bethel, the house of God. And God gave me an Abrahamic promise, wonderful promise that God said, I will bless you, I will multiply you, and I will bring you back to this land and you will be the blessing uh, for all nations. That's a wonderful promise. But look at me. I've been serving for my my uncle, for Laban. It's almost like for nothing, for 20 years. However, it was not wasted time, but it was the most invested time because God was with Jacob. So let me show let me show you how God uh, got how God blessed Jacob in two things. God blessed him with children and God blessed him with material success. So let's look at those two things. Genesis 30 22 through 24. Then God remembered Rachel, and God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. Now, during this 20 years, God blessed Jacob with many sons. We know that Jacob had 12 sons. During this 20 years of time, except Benjamin, God gave them 11 sons. Now, Rachel was part of that, that Rachel gave a birth to Joseph, the famous person that we all know of. So, what does that mean? Even though Jacob was serving for Laban for 20 years, it looks like he was just doing nothing for God. However, God was fulfilling his promise that he gave to Jacob. Je God promised that I will multiply you, right? I will bless you through your descendants. Your descendants will be so many like the sand of the sea. Of course, now it's not like that. It's just the 12, um, uh, 12 sons, but they are the 12 
sons of Jacob became the foundation of 12 tribes of Israel. So God was building his people during this time. He was building this foundation for the 12 tribes. And it, this continues like forever. Even in the book of Revelation, we see the 12 tribes and 12 elders. And then we see that Jesus called the 12 disciples. So the number 12 really means a significant meaning. But God was building the people of God right there. So even though Jacob could have thought that his 20 years of his life was a totally wasted time but it was the totally invested time because God has blessed him but not just the children but also uh, materially he became very prosperous Genesis 30 30 says for you had little before I came and it has increased abundantly and the Lord has blessed you wherever when wherever I turned but now when I shall when shall I provide for my own household also? So this was what Jacob was talking to Laban. Jacob was saying, Uncle Laban, you had almost nothing when I came, but now look at you. God has blessed you even materially, financially because of me, Jacob. So God was fulfilling um, his promise for Jacob that Jacob would be the blessing to all nations. God used Jacob to uh, make Laban to be uh, prosperous. So God really uh, blessed Jacob in a powerful way. So look at, remember what God promised to Jacob in Genesis chapter 28. Genesis 28 verse 14 says, Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in you and in your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Wow, isn't that amazing? Now, during this 20 years, God began to fulfill this promise, not in, not, not in its entirety yet, but he started to show what it's like because he began to have a lot of children and also Uncle Laban's home was blessed through Jacob. So God is the God of promise and he is faithful and he keeps his promise as we could see in today's story. So you may wonder, oh, look at me, uh, my, my life right now is like a totally wasted. I work for a company that I did not want to work for and every day I go to work and it's like just mundane work and Monday through Friday or even Saturdays or some of you are working on Sundays and it, it looks like I'm not really doing anything for the Lord and God has given me a wonderful promise that he said he, he's going to prom he is going to uh, bless me, he's going to use me, but look at me. I don't think I'm not doing anything uh, for the Lord. However, look at Jacob's story very carefully. I mean, he was serving for Laban and all, all because of his love for Rachel. It looks like a very humanistic reason for working, but God gave promise to Jacob. That's the first most important thing. And the second, God fulfilled his promise. So he was at work even when Jacob felt like he could have felt um, his life was totally wasted. So our in God, in God's promise, our most wasted time is actually the most invested time because God is at work. We should never ever forget about this.
Of course, you need God's promise first. If you do not have God's promise, if God is not in you, if you are not saved, if you are not God's children, no matter how great work you are doing, it's really nothing. Right? It is really wasting time. Even if you earn six figures or seven figures, and if, if even if everyone respects you and honors you for your wonderful work, and even if you wrote like fifty-seven books and it became they became all bestseller, and everyone says your life is totally invested. I I want to be like you. Even if your life is like that, if you are not in Christ Jesus, your life is totally wasted. So you need to come to Jesus Christ. You need to receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You need to be in God's promise. But let me flip this. Even if if you are in God's promise, if your life, even if your life looks like totally wasted, it is not wasted because God is at work. So we all need to work very hard in God's promise. But how do we know that we have the promise of God? God promised, and He fulfills that we have the wonderful inheritance in Him. Ephesians one eleven and eighteen says, "In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will." You see that God already predestined; He already planned our inheritance according to His works. He works, even if you do not work so hard for your spiritual heavenly inheritance. God is at work, and He gives it to us as a gift. So we obtain this inheritance, even if you don't have any earthly inheritance. But you have, if you are in Christ Jesus, you have inheritance in God. And look at verse eighteen. It says, "Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? This is not a poor inheritance. This is not a mediocre inheritance. It says it is the riches of inheritance. God is rich, and He fulfills all things according to His perfect glory. So the inheritance that you and I have in Christ Jesus cannot be compared to." All the earthly beauties, earthly inheritance that people boast about. We have the best inheritance, which in Christ Jesus. Now you might ask a question: What if God changes this? What if God changes? What if God does not keep His promise? Well, that is not God. Look at how、uh, how Hebrews chapter ten verse twenty three says. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is. Faithful. What does that mean? God never changes. He is faithful, and He always keeps His promise. So, what we need to do is not God changes, but we should not change. We should still stay still, remain in His promise. So, with this, we need to have a strong work attitude.、Um, late Jacob worked very hard for twenty years. Now we we don't really see how what kind of work attitude he had. However, working for someone twenty years it's not easy. You might need to you might want to quit along the way. It takes a lot of perseverance. It takes a lot of、uh, great character. I'm sure. I'm quite sure that God shaped 
Jacob's character during those 20 years. So with this promise of God, with this understanding who God is, and with this promise of the wonderful, glorious, the best inheritance that's waiting for us in Christ Jesus, we need to have this mindset. Ephesians 6, 5 through 7 says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ, not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to men. So what does that say? You even when you are serving as a slave or under somebody under your CEO or a master, we need to serve as unto the Lord. Yes, we're working for human beings in our companies, our workplaces, our offices. But eventually, our heart must be that we are working for the Lord. Now, imagine that you're working before God. If you're working in God's office, you would work so hard. You will not be lazy because God is watching you 24/7, right? So that is the work ethic that we need to have, that we need to work very hard as unto the Lord. So Jacob, you know, he was serving for uh, Laban 20 years, but I'm sure that his heart was, God gave me the promise. So because of this promise, I will do whatever I can do because I trust the Lord. So that's something that you and I need to do, that we need to be faithful because God is faithful and you need to be faithful into at your workplace for uh, God's promise to be fulfilled in your life. But here is a very, very important truth. Now you might think, oh, God blessed Jacob with many children, but not just that, God blessed him with a lot of material success. In other words, he earned a lot of money, dollars in, in today's term. So if I do the same thing as Jacob did, God is going to bless me with a lot of children and God is going to give me a lot of bucks, a lot of money on my bank account. Well, God can definitely do that. However, that should not be our goal. Again, you need to remember Remember the inheritance God has already given you. You obtained heavenly inheritance and you will enjoy that heavenly inheritance forever. So what's the point of working so hard? We need to work hard unto the Lord because of our love for the Lord. Remember that Jacob worked seven years, but it was just like a few days for him to him because he loved Rachel so much. If you really love the Lord, whatever you do, it will be a joy for you, not necessarily for money or not necessarily for the, the material success in the world, but it is really for your love uh, to the Lord because earthly things are should not be it's are not the ultimate focus for Christians, but God himself is the ultimate focus for us. Look at how David praised God. Psalm 17, 14 through 15 says, For man by your hand, O Lord, for man of the world whose portion is in, in this life, you fill their womb with treasure, they are satisfied with children, and they leave their abundance to their infants. As for me... I shall behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. 
Well, how different David was from the world. The worldly people, even God bless the worldly people, even, you know, God gives them uh, success and children and those things. It's called a general revelation, general blessing, but they are not spiritually blessed. This is a very, very significant, very important that you may be satisfied with God has given you like a children and cars or house and those things, things like that but David said well I am my rejoice my satisfaction comes from the Lord not from the earthly positions now David became king he could have enjoyed his luxury of life like a palace and his uh, concubines and all the material successes but that was not where his heart was his heart was always in the Lord so you and I, we need to put our heart in the Lord alone, not in the material position. Material position, material success are not our focus. Some people say, look at my children. They go to all great schools in the United States and they become lawyers, doctors. And look at my children, how God blessed them. You know, God blessed me, my business. Look at, look at how I started small, you know, with 50 bucks, $50. But now I have um, five different bank accounts and savings accounts and I have five different companies and stores and I'm I own all of them well that's a wonderful wonderful beautiful story in the worldly standard however not none of them should satisfy your heart because that is the worldly position and that is not our heart is based on our heart is in the Lord and our satisfaction true satisfaction only comes from the Lord alone so we must uh, boast in God's glory not in the human glory so even if God blesses you as he blessed Jacob in the worldly perspective you should not be boasting about it but boast in God himself alone but what if God blessed you as God blessed Jacob in with the material success. Here's how you can do. First Timothy 6, 10 and 17 through 18 says, For the love of money is root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Amen. Yes, root of the money is the root of evil. I mean, money itself is a good thing, but if you love money more than God himself, you will be caught up with all kinds of evil. So even if God blesses you with earthly richness, it is not for you to enjoy Lamborghini or Mercedes in your life, but it is to do good works for God's kingdom. It is so, so important. And God has given you those resources as stewards so that not not yourself being the owner of all those things, but you being the instrument, God uses your wealth for God's kingdom. Uh, a few days ago, I was in Nashville, Tennessee to join um, a lot of uh, the Christian the uh, uh, movement and just meeting with a lot of Christian leaders. And one person, I heard the story of a church and this is not a really huge church or any, uh, it's not a famous church, but he said, the pastor said, 
This church uses 75% of their income for world missions. And God is pouring um, those material the resources for the purpose of world missions, the Great Commission. And that was a very, very amazing story. You know, when they invested for the world missions, God began to pour, uh, give more resources, more money, uh, provide money to this church, and not necessarily for the church itself, but to really help missionaries and help their works in, for the kingdom of God. So we need to really see where we are in terms of material uh, finances. God blesses us, and God already, maybe uh, God has already blessed some of you with financial resources. But listen very carefully. Yes, you might think like, yeah, I worked so hard for the last 20 years and 25 years, but now I invested those money for my own life so that when I get retired, I can enjoy my life in Hawaii and so many different places, and I can buy a boat and, you know, three cars and four cars and living in a mansion, and I, you know, I don't have to worry about all this, you know, the coupons anymore, so I can just live like a king and queen. That is the worldly mindset, and that is what Satan lies to us the money is not for us but money is for the lord because money belongs to the lord the reason why we are working so hard is to see god fulfilling his promise for his people and our money our resources uh, are belong to him and our resources are the vehicle that god uses to fulfill that mission remember that god blessed jacob with promise so jacob was not just working randomly randomly for his own sake but jacob was a part of god's promise and then god is continuing that promise even now as well now when god blessed abraham god blessed jacob it was really to bless the nations through them so god is blessing you right now not for your sake only but to bless others bless the community bless the nations with his gospel Listen very carefully. This is so, so important. God has put you in where you are right now to uh, work for His kingdom. I mean, you might think like, you know, I have, I'm not really doing anything. You know, I, I'm, I'm not even the CEO. I just came to this work like a, uh, one year ago and I still have so many supervisors above me. I feel like I'm not really doing anything significant for the kingdom of God. But again, your life is not wasted. Your life is invested if you are in God's promise. But also, if you are CEO already and if you are doing a really great job with your work and you, you don't have any worries about the financial uh, uh, resources anymore because you are already wealthy well that is not the purpose of your life being wealthy is not what god is looking from you but what god is looking from you is whether you became his children that's number one and number two whether you truly obeyed his will and obeyed uh, his will through investing for his kingdom so be like jacob be in his promise and be used by God for His glory, so that you can help out so many people in the world to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you can help out the missionaries, and you can help out with the, all their missions work with your financial resources. You know, I have a, I, I'm praying 
that our church and our ministries and whatever I do, that God would bless us even financially, not because for me, not because for my family, but because more missionaries would be sent and more missions work would be supported and more pastors and leaders instead of being struggling with their finances, but they will be supported by brothers and sisters in the world um, so that they, their missions work, their God's work, kingdom work would continue and then there will be more people would hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and more people would be saved and more people would be coming to the kingdom of God so that God, I would be blessed to become the blessing for other people. And that's my prayer for you as well, that God would bless you. Yes, but that is not period. It is a comma that you will be the blessing to others for God's kingdom so that your life is not wasted but your life is invested for the kingdom of God and you can continue to invest for his kingdom by using the resources God has given you to impact the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So be blessed and use that blessing to bless others. Work hard to be the blessing for his kingdom. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for your glory. Father, we know that our sometimes what we do in this world looks wasting, wasting time. But Father, please open our eyes and let us see the great inheritance that you have given us through Jesus Christ who died for us, who rose from the dead to give us eternal life so that we will be always thankful. We will not complain about what we do right now. But also, if we have a lot of resources we in our pockets, Father, please let us see the need, your work in the world and needs of the world right now so that we can truly use our resources for your kingdom, Lord. So that what, whatever we do, we work hard unto you, not to the man, but also we can use our resources for your name, for your glory. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, we prayed. Amen.